Welcome in to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's go. What a fantastic start that was. I can't even find the, the play video button. But uh, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, we got Art, we've got Marty Party, we got Doc here. Of course, you also, you guys know, part of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Doc, you are back in the fold tonight after your week in Chicago. How does it feel to be back with the crew? Oh, man, I missed y'all. You guys were doing a live show. I'm commenting from the hotel, and then the next day I'm out at Wrigley. And I mean, let me tell you, if you've never been, it's it's chilling to walk in there. And I was on I mean, TV. That's the important part. You made the TV screen on the Orioles broadcast, right? I did. Nice, nice. And uh, that's LC's old neck of the woods. So I hope you hit LC up for some recommendations. I know you hit me up for the pizza spot and you were not disappointed. Not at all. Chino's East, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I would say that that's about right. Marty Party, how are we feeling tonight? You know what? I've already had my late night shower. I had my little snack. I got my, uh, got, of course, got the Gator Light here just to give me a little bit of a boost. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- that was a, a good break, but I'm ready to get back to it. I love it. I love it. And LC is playing ball now. He's a, he's a, not just a baseballer, but a basketballer these days. What's up? Well, like we were talking about, you gotta, as you get a little bit older, you gotta pick up a hobby. You don't just have free time to be like, I'm just gonna go wander around you gotta go oh i gotta go do something (laughs) so basketball is two blocks away i can go do that pretty much whenever so it's it's been a good it's been a good uh it's been a good activity i'm working on my left i'm ready to i'm ready to hoop with you young kids oh i love it lc the baller these days ladies and gentlemen uh but we're all back with you uh for a full show tonight and we've got plenty to talk about post all-star break so without further ado we're going to get right into the rundown. All right. So obviously we missed a couple days with the All-Star game going. So these are the last seven days of statistics players put together going into tonight's games, leading off with Leody Tavares over his last seven games, a 389, 421, 722 slash, one home run, five RBIs and three runs. He's got three Ks, two stolen bases over that time. But a couple of things to note, he's got a 346 batting average with three home runs and five steals so far in 82 plate appearances in uh, so far this season. And his cut his K rate from 32% to 25% while upping the contact from 75 to 80%. A lot of great things going on in Leody Tavares' profile and one of the hot waiver wire pickups here. I forgot which one's doing Leody Tavares. I think it's LC is, is stepping in the Leody Tavares box here. What should we know about him? What do you think about him in terms of his rest of season outlook? I, I bid on him everywhere that I could bid on him in fab. I went and tried to pick him up in head-to-head leagues. I think he is a nice uh, pickup, especially in a league where you where uh, steals have value, like a roto league or a categories league. Leody Tavares... It may be just me. It feels like he's been around for a long time. He's only 23 years old, and he's always shown speed. He started to show a little bit of pop as he got into his 20s. 
And as you see from this season so far, he's he's shown three home runs and only 82 plate appearances. Uh, he had a huge week his last week before uh, before the break. Um, so coming out in the second half, uh, if you need some potential, if you need some some help in your in your speed, in a guy who's not just empty speed, someone who has some potential for some a good second half, a breakout type second half, I think is Leody Tavares. That's why I picked him up. And he went for, for too much in my other league for me to pick him up. It's a pretty high endorsement from LC. So if he's a free agent in your league, 12 teamers as well, LC, would you pick him up? I would. I would. I would, I would see if he's, uh, if he's going to keep this going, have that good second half that, that, that you hope he can have. He's, he's got a lot of potential. He does for sure. This, this guy's had potential, shown potential, done plenty at the plate. And now after a little bit of a couple of years where he's not himself, he is mashing. And that is Matt Carpenter. 400, 550, a 1133 slash, three home runs, 12 RBI, six runs, three walks to four strikeouts over his last seven days. Average etiquette velocity is the highest of his career, and he is taking advantage of that short porch in Yankee Stadium and really just putting on a bunch of power. He is splitting time with Glaber and with a couple other players where it's kind of a three-way split here, but he's been just absolutely phenomenal. And for those that have picked him up already, have been reaping a ton of benefits. Doc, if he's a free agent in your league, even we're even maybe going down to ten teams here, is he somebody that you have to pick up, or is this a flash in the pan? Yeah, certainly for now. You know how we talk about Kyle Schwarber as Mister June with his stats. That's Matt Carpenter being Mister July. I don't know if you guys remember back in 2018 that really hot stretch he had in July, hit 333 with 11 homers and 21 RBIs that month. Well, July of this year, he's hitting 422 with seven homers and 21 RBI. So much higher batting average, a little less pop, but the same amount of RBIs. And he's still got about 10 games to go. His expected stats are much higher than his actual. His batting average is 345 at a 265 XBA. A 911 slug, which is the highest of his career, but a 602 expected slug. But David, you talked about with the short porch, he has the highest pull percentage of his career. The main thing that worries about me is the playing time. And I think since he hasn't played in a long time, that his body is still fresh. And if you start to move to more of an everyday role, that's when you see a little bit more fatigue from him. Yeah, the guy definitely pick up while he's hot right now. And Doc makes a good point. The pull percentage up at 57% this year. Highest it's ever been. Before that, it was 52%. But um, most of the time, not even near where he's at right now. Uh, he is hitting a lot of weak contact, just at 8.9%, considering league average about 3.8%. But again, Carpenter is is doing what he needs to do in Yankee Stadium, and it's worth a pickup for sure. This next player is somebody else who's been kind of interesting. I think he was, when he was called up, people were rushing to get him. Then they dropped him. Then they picked him up again, and now they're it's kind of another middle ground here. Jose Miranda, over his last seven days, at 267, 313, 467 slash. He's got a homer, three RBIs, four Ks over that time. But in July, a 308 batting average, three home runs. And the big kicker here is Miguel Sano is set to return off the IL. So that could impact playing time for him, Marty. What are your thoughts on Jose Miranda? If you have him, should you be concerned? If you see him on the waiver wire, is he someone you're going to leave there now that Miguel Sano is coming back? Yeah, I think in uh, in all 15-team leagues, he's already been snatched up. He went for $133 in uh, my TGFBI league, uh, as far as FAB goes, and that was in early May. 
And it's similar, actually, um, to his uh, minor league career where he started off really slow. You know, in 2020, not didn't really do that well. In 2021, we all know what happened. You know, he just completely broke out. He became the Twins minor league player of the year. He slashed 344, 401 with a 572 slug, and that's 30 home runs between AA and AAA. So the power's there. He doesn't strike off, uh, strike out often. And that's something he's even brought up to the majors. His K percentage, his strikeout percentage is pretty good. He's not walking enough, and his max exit velocity and his hard hit rate are mediocre at best. So first base, third base eligibility in your Yahoo leagues, anything higher than a 12 team, I would keep him. But, um, and I'm not worried about Sano. We know what Sano is going to be. He's going to strike out a ton. He's going to hit you some home runs and absolutely no type of average. So I would hold on to him. If Miguel Sano struck out <laughs> 5% less of the time, how many home runs would he hit? Probably 40. I feel 30, like he's close to 40 now. 30, 33. In a full season, if he's healthy? It's yeah, pretty scary to say. I'll be optimistic and say 40. Okay, fair enough. Last player here, if, if you followed prospects, you've seen this guy. and He's been on your radar for a while. And just in the regular redraft leagues, Asteri Ruiz, over his last seven games, is not inspiring. He's got a 200 batting average, a 200 OBP, 400 slug, no home runs. Over that time, he does have a steal. But this is a guy that stole 60 bases in the minor leagues. And injuries could allow him to stick around. We've seen you know, Nick guys get nicked up for these this Padres team. We saw uh, Profard have a concussion just a couple of weeks ago. Manny Machado had an injury that kept him out for a few games. So there is plenty of chances for him to get playing time. You know, Trent, Trent Grisham was struggling for a little bit too. The fact of the stolen base upside he can provide, he I mean, again, stolen sixty bases in the minor leagues about halfway through the season, and just the lineup he's in, he's not going to hit high in the order, but he's got great contact skills. Uh, he's adapted very well to different levels that he's been at. He's been rising fast through the system. And somebody that I believe, if you need stolen bases, you have to take a chance on this guy. If you're in a regular points league, I would say it's okay to avoid trying to go get him. But any type of roto league, the stolen base upside he's going to give you uh, is very few at this point, at this time of the season, where you can find guys with that type of impact. So I would definitely take a stab on him in anything like a 12 or 15 team league if he's out there for that reason. All right, go to the pitching side of things, kicking off with another prospect that got the call, Max Meyer, who in his first MLB start, five innings, seven hits, five earned runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. He threw his slider 50% of the time in that start, generating seven swings and misses, and notably two earned runs came after he was pulled, you know, the, the normal, the line looks bad, but two runners scored after he was pulled and they were on base when he left the game. Uh, and also, he had two home runs off of him, one from JT Real Muto, I know, was a two-run homer. I think overall, he looked not bad in his first start. I think it could be, could be serviceable for you down the stretch in 12 or 15 team leagues, Marty. What are your thoughts on Max Meyer, who probably went for a pretty good amount of fab in 15 team leagues? Yeah, I'm sure people spent, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but in a 15 team league, I'm sure it went big. Um, well, he's coming off an elbow injury. So he didn't pitch for about a month and a half. He comes back, does a couple rehab games. The one thing you're going to, that, that I'm interested to see is, does he go more than five innings? That's something we really haven't seen from him all this year. We know the slider is amazing. It is so nasty. One of the nastiest pitches in all of uh, the minors and it, it played pretty well so far in the majors. His command's good. So that's going to help him, uh, you know, serve him. He's in a good ballpark. Um, I would, if, if you already have him, I would hold on to him. And I think there, there could be some upside on the back end. He's, 
depending who you're talking to, he's like a top two, top three best prospect or best pitching prospect in baseball. So, um, yeah, hold on to him. I agree. He, somebody you got to take the chance on, especially you don't know how many impact pitching arms are going to come up through the minor leagues at this point in the season. He could be the last one that we see. So just make sure you, I think, take a chance on him uh, in 12 or 15 team leagues here. Let's talk about the closer for the Texas Rangers here right now. Or it seems like in Brett Martin, who's top 11% in chase rate and barrel percentage this year, curveball is a legit weapon. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal. I'll give you those numbers in a second. And he looks like he's the closer right now in Texas, especially maybe with Barlow getting traded here. So what do you think, Elsie? Is is Brett Martin somebody that you think you would take a chance on if you needed saves? Or is he somebody that you think is kind of, again, not somebody you're necessarily buying in on at this point? Uh, I buy in on him if I need saves just because it appears, at least for the short term, he is the the person who has the role in Texas. Uh, he's three for three in save opportunities since Barlow uh, uh, relinquished the role. Barlow is currently on the IL with a right index finger blister. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced uh, that Barlow would be the one who's traded Martin as a lefty. Might have some really good trade value as well. He could be someone who who gets moved, or they could both be moved. But I, I, if I have Barlow, considering he's coming off of the IL and a well, possibly coming off the aisle in about a week. Um, I, I could see Barlow rest, wrestling the, the role back from Martin, even though Martin's looked very good in his, in his short time with the, with the position. Um, yeah, whoever gets traded, uh, you want to have the other one, I guess is, is what I would say. So, um, I would want to have both if I really needed saves. Yeah. I think at this point, saves are scarce. So you got to find guys out there that might give you that chance. His curveball, I did mention it. He's throwing it 40.8% of the time, getting a 42.2% whiff rate on it. Uh, so it, it is it's definitely his go-to pitch. It's a very nasty mm-hmm. pitch. Um, got a lot of RPM on it. So he's somebody that could be, again, Barlow might be the more attractive option. So he could be someone that gets double-digit saves in the second half of the season, gets like 10 saves for you. So I think it's worth a speculative ad there. Doc, I feel like you're a Domingo Herman something. I wouldn't say you're a fan, but I feel like you talked about him before in interesting ways. Well, he just got blown up today, so I, I don't know how much this graphic's going to mean much now. But before his blow up today, he had thrown 20.1 innings in his rehab outings. Nine hits, one earned run, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Luis Severino is going to be out for some time with his injury. Opens up a rotation spot potentially. But one thing that was of note, and I wish we got to talk about this before his start today, he was sitting at 92 and a half miles per hour down in the minor or down in his rehab, which is a full tick lower than 2021. And that seemed to be a big deal today as he did get, I think, give up five earned runs. I think Elsie mentioned before the show uh, in the outing versus the Astros here. What are your thoughts on him? We've seen him win a lot of games just a couple of years ago and somebody that has looked decent at times. What are you doing with Domingo Herman? I was a Domingo Herman stand that year. He won 18 and four. Uh, especially as a late round flyer, but you know, he missed the 2020 season with off the field issues and, um, ended up missing a significant portion of the second half of, with a shoulder injury, which is what prevented him this year. I'm a little bit skeptical. He topped out at 65 pitches in the minor leagues. And as you mentioned, his fastball is slower than what it's been. 
And what I think is interesting is this kind of dates back to 2021. His first time through the order as a starting pitcher, his ERA is 506. And the second time through the order, it's 295. So I think he's somebody that settles into the game. And that's, even though he got blown up, he went three innings today, but he gave a lot of the damage in the first couple frames. So that's what worries about me. I think he's an innings eater, but I don't think he's somebody that you can really trust until proven otherwise. And I know he has a spot in the Yankees rotation, but you don't want someone that's going to hurt your ratios just for maybe getting a win. You have five hard hit balls today in his three innings of work, three innings, five earned runs, only two strikeouts, only actually five whiffs. This in this start, he did only throw 58 pitches, but I mean, he right now his fastball was topping out at about 93.3 miles per hour. So he did have the fastball velocity up a little bit in than what it was in the minor leagues. But yeah, he's he's a difficult one to figure out. He might be a matchup play if you see him he's, going. He's against, almost 30 years old too. Like he's older why, than we realize. Why do you make 30 seem like it's old? <laughs> he all, no, he's the only person that's ever made me feel old. I'm 33 years old, and he's every he's every 30, chance he gets. 30 is starting age, to be on the downside. You're, you're ageist. You're yeah. ageist. 30 is starting to be on the downside for a picture. No, it's not. That's in your prime. That's that is in your not prime. in your prime. Tell us the Justin Verlander, baby. Yeah, okay, that's Justin right. Verlander is a is a unicorn. What about Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer is another unicorn. David Price, Steven Strasburg. I would. Hey. I really. We could we should pull up and see some we thirty could, year old pitchers. Doing and see what doing. We could keep doing this. Do you think Manoa is going to hit his prime before thirty? I do. He could be better. He could be better by the time he's thirty. He's more crafty at that point. You I don't know. think people throw as hard for for as many Verlanders, Wainwrights, Scherzers. There's equally, if not more, people that fall off the cliff. You're such an ageist. Holy moly, thirty is not old. Wait till okay, you're 30. Did you, think, did you think Domingo Herman was 30 or did you think he was young? I looked him up when I was making the slides and I saw he was 29. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, fine. Okay, but you cheated. Art and Marty, did you think Domingo Herman was younger than I had, almost 30? I thought he was younger than that. I didn't I'm know he was 28. Yeah. Well, that's, I would have guessed two years, is like, two years in pitcher years is like two years in dog years. I can't wait for the people to listen to the show. And then when they hear that part, they come at you on Twitter for just calling 30, 30 year old pitchers old because they are far from it. You have people like Charlie Morton. There's another one for you. Do you really want it? We can play this game off of air. Most pitchers aren't still pitching at 30. So if you're still pitching at 30, you're pretty good. I think there's like a selection bias going on there. Like most people are washed out of the league by like 26. So. Most people, yeah, most pitchers don't don't have long careers. If you're still pitching at 30, you're like a pretty good pitcher. You're already pretty good. Kyle Hendricks fell off last year at 31, so that gave him an additional year. All right, I'm really quickly Googling 30-year-old. There's 30-year-old players. I'm looking for, I guess I could, this list might have pitchers. 30-year-old baseball players. Chris Bryant, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Christian Yelich, uh, Jock Peterson, Manny Machado, Kike Hernandez, Eddie Rosario, Wilson Contreras, Wilmer Flores, Carlos Martinez, Nick Castellanos, Trey Mancini, Jorge Soler, Jeff McNeil, Robbie Ray is, is 30 years old. Yeah, uh, Robbie Ray has dropped off significantly this no, year. No, he's actually had a bad year. Uh, I mean, there's so many position players on this list. Jamison Tyone. Is is definitely I think like 
not bad. Uh, Shamanaya. I'm not saying you're bad, but I'm saying there's a drop off when you hit 30. Yeah, you're ages. All right. Uh, I guess there's, <laughs> uh, our buddy Jasper is here. He's, uh, he couldn't make the show tonight. He was going to come on here, but, uh, he's going to come on another show. Jasper's an awesome baseball mind. So for those that listen, you will hear his voice on here soon enough. Uh, just make sure you, uh, you listen for that because he will be on a future show. And, uh, last guy we'll touch on this segment here, Kyle Finnegan, really quick. He's got a season stat of 393 ERA, 125 whip, 43 strikeouts in 36.2 innings. Got a save. Tanner Rainey is now on the 60 day IL. Finnegan is now, seems like the first guy up for saves, but there is a lot of questions in his profile, namely his 49% hard hit rate, which is the bottom third percent of baseball. I just read an article on MLB trade rumors before we started that said he could be another piece of the Nationals trade. You know, they're trading Josh Bell, apparently most likely trading Juan Soto. You have Nelson Cruz. He could be another guy that they deal. So it might be short-lived him as the closer in Washington, but as it stands right now, he's the favorite. So that's just something to keep an so eye on there. Again, three pitchers that are 29-30. Denilson Lamette has fallen off. Brandon Woodruff falling off this year. Blake Snell falling off. I wouldn't say Brandon Woodruff has fallen off. What, what is his season-long numbers are not as bad. He's going to have a great second half. Brandon Woodruff, if this was a play, it would be in the falling action. No. I will not take Brandon Woodruff's slander on here. All right, let's go now. Let's talk Did about... A- no, I didn't. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the all-star edition of Bring Out Your Dead. Hear ye, hear ye, all ye in despair. I, I feel really like I sh- I have to have something epic to say when that music comes on. I come up short every time, but, you know, I'm still trying every week, guys. Every every week, people. This week is a special Bring Out Your Dead. Out on the tweet machines, my, my Twitter handle, art underscore T underscore Z, I put out the all-star first ever Bring Out Your Dead all-star team voting. It has been good. Thank you, everyone, for your wonderful responses. There is still time left to vote. We have a we have had about about uh, about twelve to fourteen hours of voting now on this, and these are two day voting periods. I wanted to make sure that we had enough time to get enough votes registered. Thanks everyone who has come and voted. There's been such a great response. I really appreciate it. I wanted to update everybody on how things are looking so far. I did also want to address, there's been a lot of comments to people who, uh, who were saying that, that the, the people who I chose for Bring Out Your Dead, the Bring Out Your Dead All-Star team, they didn't think that they deserve to be on the, uh, to be up for nomination for Bring Out Your Dead. Perhaps this is my fault. I asked you to pick who was most disappointing. If you have watched Bring Out Your Dead, you realize we take all types of disappointment and, and, and we especially dislike the people who have been held on and provided a dead roster spot for the whole season. So, uh, those people who, who, who had issues with the fact that injured players were on the Bring Out Your Dead all-star squad, I really want you to, to think about how many people took Fernando Tatis high, how many people took Jacob deGrom high or Chris Sale and, and and tell me who has been more disappointing than those guys that's really how I look at it so let's let's move to the voting now 
Let's make sure that we uh, we get through it all. Right now, the starting pitcher, the, the, the point of most contention, I think, among the Twitterazzi, uh, is, is the starting pitcher uh, uh, poll. The four pitchers I picked, this was mainly based upon uh, ADP, mainly based upon people who had a high ADP, and I didn't think that they had been producing. The four starting pitchers that that were nominated for the Bring Out Your Dead All-Star team are Jacob deGrom, Chris Sale, Walker Bueller, and Freddie Peralta in a tight race. A tight race. Walker Bueller currently is the leading vote-getter as the most disappointing, the Boyd All-Star of starting pitchers. Walker Bueller currently sitting at 38%. Closely followed by Jacob DeGrom, uh, who has been uh, sitting, idling on people's benches all season. The next position for the Bring Out Your Dead All-Stars, just to give you an update on the voting at this time, there were four relief pitchers nominated for the Bring Out Your Dead All-Stars. Rysel Iglesias, Aroldis Chapman, Giovanni Gallegos, and Corey Kniebel. Well, folks... Aroldis Chapman looks like he's running away with this one. He is currently pulling in 74% of the vote as the Bring Out Your Dead All-Star for relief pitchers. Clearly one of the more disappointing draft picks on the season. Now, the next position I want to go over, and this one was a tough one because really when you look at catchers, you're looking at a lot of guys who were drafted past pick 200, past pick 250. So it's very hard to find guys who who you're really going to go, oh, I really was hoping for big things. I really saw this as a two-man race. Sal Perez, Yasmani Grandal, uh, and I also chose Mitch Garver and Joey Bart as guys who I thought might be uh, might be a bit disappointing, might have had some hopes Put in them and, and, and disappointed. Right now, Sal Perez is leading. Yasmani close on his heels, 46 to 42%. That's 88% of all total votes going to those two. I think it is a, uh, I think it is a, a two person race there. Uh, I could see it going either way. One thing I also wanted to point out, I look at this picture of Mitch Garver. I think he looks like our boy, uh, a little bit like our boy Michael Govier in that picture. If I, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, all of you people who are listening to this, look at the uh, picture I got at 26 minutes of Mitch Garver. He kind of looks like our man, Mike Govier, uh, our good friend. First baseman, next. There's been a lot of uh, talk about different first basemen who have disappointed. Currently, I, I chose Joey Votto, Jared Walsh, Yuli Gurriel, and Brandon Belt as the four first basemen who I thought might uh, deserve a sort of uh, nomination on this. Currently, Joey Votto getting 46% of the vote, leading all first basemen for the Bring Out Your Dead All-Stars. Jared Walsh, 30% of the vote, not far behind. There's still a chance he could catch up. I don't see Gurriel or Belt uh, catching up. Frankly, they were drafted probably a bit too too late to have that much expectation in them. It looks like it's a two-person race right now. Second base, I think was one of the more interesting ones because there were a lot of players who are multi-positional eligible, eligible and second base is one of their positions. The four people I nominated were Jonathan India, Max Muncy, Brandon Lau, and Whit Merrifield. Currently, India and Muncy 
are in a tight race at 35 and 31 percent. Whit Merrifield, who also has been a three-time Boyd Lister and has his own nickname here on the Bring Out Your Dead list, is in third place currently at 21 percent. He's sort of picked up his pace since the beginning of June and providing a little bit of what people hope to get from him. I wanted to uh, move on next to the third baseman. Uh, this was an interesting one. I think uh, a lot of people weren't sure what to do with third baseman. Maybe there were a lot of bargains. Maybe a lot of guys who had put together good seasons were just falling off. So a lot of guys who bargain or fallen off are on this list, including Anthony Rendon, Alex Bregman. You also have Yon Moncada. Everyone loves to dream on him. And Jimer Candelario, who I, I really thought might be able to put together a strong season, has not done it. It looks like Anthony Rendon is running away with this one due to that injury, due to his poor performance prior to the injury. I was kind of thinking that Alex Bregman might pull in more votes. He has been quite disappointing as well. But, um, but Rendon clear, clearly the, the, the most disappointing. He looks like he's going to end up being the bring out your dead all star. Short stops. Now this is a this is a pretty star-studded crew. The short stops for Bring Out Your Dead: Fernando Tatis, Wander Franco, Adalberto Mondesi, and Javi Baez. This crew has caused much disappointment across the spectrum. Adalberto Mondesi in last place. Why was he not disappointing? Very few people actually believed in him, even though he had the high AAP. I think that's why. But Fernando Tatis currently with a slight lead over Javi Baez. Tatis, of course, one of those injured players who many people took first or second overall in the pre uh, in the pre uh, agreement days before we knew that he had had such a serious injury. Then his stock just dropped and dropped, and people have been holding on to him, just hoping for something. It hasn't happened. Outfielders. The next group, I, the outfield was tough because of the way Twitter does polls. You can only put four, four options in each poll. What I would have liked to do is to put something like 10 to 12 in one poll and have people pick three. But given this, I had to break it up in a certain way. This group of outfielders I considered to be the sort of five tool, uh, um, people that people were hoping to get some five tool love from Akil Badu, Trent Grisham, Tyler O'Neill and Joey Gallo. I felt like Gallo needed to be in on this. Currently, Tyler O'Neill first in this, but Gallo not far on his heels. The ADP difference in those is interesting. I think a lot of New Yorkers really <clears throat> disappointed in Gallo this season, and uh, the potential uh, the potential that he had for them. But uh, currently, it is Tyler O'Neill picked in the 30s and 40s towards the end of the draft season. Very disappointing for a lot of people. The second crew of players, players who have missed a lot of time due to injury and or demotion, players like Aloy Jimenez, Mitch Haniger, Eddie Rosario, and Jared Kalnick. Kalnick currently beating Aloy Jimenez as the most disappointing. There's really a two-person race between those two in, 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 that, in that grouping. Jared Kalnick currently getting almost half the votes. Aloy getting 40%, so it's still a tight race. Hanniger and Rosario really not registering on that. The last the last outfield uh, and the last um, 
the last contest, the last position up for grabs, is the players who I thought were were uh, were were drafted within about thirty to forty picks of each other: Nick Castellanos, Cody Bellinger, Jesse Winker, and Austin Meadows. And I thought this was going to be a lot closer. Castellanos currently running away with this competition, fifty-six percent of the vote on that. So at this time, the Bring On Your Dead All Star Team vote leaders are Nick Castellanos, Tyler O'Neill, Jared Kalnick, Fernando Tatis, Anthony Rendon, Jonathan India, Joey Votto, Sal Perez, Haroldus Chapman, and Walker Bueller. And that is a murderer's row of disappointment. Wow. A little applause to LC because that was a lot of work to put together. For those that don't know, like not only does he put the poll out there, he has to make the slides after he puts the poll out there. And then to gather all of those guys and put them together in a team like that, it's, it takes some time. So just plop, props Very to creative. Very yeah. creative for the all-star team. Nice job. Work. Nice work there, LC. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, real quick for those listening, we're going to be back to a normal schedule for baseball, obviously starting pretty much today and obviously all next week. So looking at team schedules for next week, you have the White Sox, the Twins, the Mets, and the Cardinals playing five. Every other team plays six or seven. So just for scheduling notes, White Sox, Twins, Mets, and Cardinals play five. Everybody else plays six or seven. Our most added list looking at guys that have been bumped up in roster percentage, Matt Carpenter leading the way. A lot of guys you heard in the rundown are top in this list. Leody Tavares, Max Meyer, Domingo Herman, Brett Martin, Asturi Ruiz, Kyle Finnegan, and Nolan Jones are the biggest additions. And then we looked at the most drops. I used to, I used to play the, uh, <laughs> the Mario, Mario sound for this, but I can't see where, uh, where it is. The, ooh! There it is. It's getting better and better. And a lot of these lists is usually guys that are hurt and are getting dropped. Shane Baz got put on the 60-day IL. Brian uh, Bayo got sent to AAA. Tanner Rainey, 60-day IL. Josh Winder, Isak Paredes, Jack Sawinski, Joe Barlow, and Juan Yepez are on this list. All right, Doc. Over to you now to tell us about some potential hitting streamers for this upcoming week. All right. Thank you for the sound effect, David. Missed that. The first one. Y'all Moncada, y'all. Owning 47.8% of ESPN leagues. And we know when Tony LaRusa likes something, he's very stubborn and sticks to it. So the last five games, y'all Moncada has hit second. And during the last nine games, which he started, he's hit 324, two homers, six RBIs, and six runs. And I think what the All-Star break allowed him to do was get some much-needed rest. They don't have to rush him back in. Hopefully he gets a little bit of maintenance days because that's when I think he's his most efficient. And the White Sox play two games in cores next week. So definitely somebody you want to add. Do you feel dirty advocating for Young Moncada? A little bit. A little bit. Um, I put Jose Quintana as a streamer, so I, it's, I don't feel like as dirty as when I did that. <laughs> If I ever put Patrick Corbin as a streamer, then you know that. Oh, you're a fraud, uh, then, Seth. Yeah, you know, you know, I actually got hacked. <laughs> so the next one, and this was a guy I liked preseason, and it's Adam Frazier. So he's owned in 39.3% of the SPN leagues. The second base outfield eligibility, especially at this point when you're dealing with injuries, multi eligibility is really key. 
His last six games, he's hit 455, one homer, five RBIs, or five runs, three RBIs, and a stolen base. The Mariners are 22 and three in their last 25 games. So you figure they're going to stick with the hot hitters and people that are playing in these lineups when they're winning games. And he's been a really good contact hitter for his career, and he spent most of it in pit, unfortunately. But he has 11.7K percentage this year, but only a 261 bad hit. So you hope for some positive regression on that. And the last one, oh, I got to go with the hometown guys. Ramona Rias owned in 9.0% of the SDM league. I'm probably going to an Orioles game tomorrow and watching him play. Now, since he came back from the oblique injury he suffered on July, or came back on July 4th, he started 10 out of the last 11 games. He sits safely in nine of those. He's hit three home runs and he's had three strikeouts. So great contact. Baltimore plays seven games in the next week, including a three game stand at Cincinnati and second base, third base, shortstop eligibility. Plug him ever anywhere on that infield besides first base. All right, this is a good list of pitching or hitting streamers from Doc. Uh, I have to say, Ramon, uh, is it Urias or Urias? It's probably the opposite of whichever one you think. Yeah, <laughs> pronunciations are hard. Uh, all right, let's go over to. I, I know Doc missed this. He missed Marty's two star yeah. pitcher. So let's go over. Let's let Marty do his two star thing. For those watching on YouTube, you get the benefit of this is the drop for Marty's two fingers. Him Jeez. firing. Wait, wait, feel Marty, the fire, Marty, Marty, what did you throw at 29 years old? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I, I, probably around 62, you know? No, maybe, there was a drop off. I maybe lost a few ticks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these are the two star pitchers for week 16 starting next week. Um, and just pay attention to the probable grid on Fangrass or however you want to track it because it's it's pretty wild trying to figure out uh, pitching rotations coming off of the All-Star game. Coaches are going to do what they do. So just pay attention to that. But up to this morning, these are fully up to date. And as always, we start with Gwen and the no-doubters. So coming up for next week, Garrett Cole at Mets versus KC at Mets. That's going to be a fun game. Shan McClanahan at Baltimore versus Cleveland. Spencer Strider at Philly versus the Diamondbacks. Pablo Lopez at Cincinnati versus the Mets. Luis Castillo, yes, he's a no-doubter. Once again, once it, once it gets warm outside, he's good to go. Uh, versus Miami, versus Baltimore, two really good matchups. Tony Gonsolin, the all-star loser. Um, pitcher, that is. Uh, uh, Nationals at Colorado. Carlos Rodon at the Diamondbacks, versus the Cubs. And lastly, Framber Valdez at Oakland, versus Seattle. So two really good matchups there. I usually don't nitpick this early in the segment, but Pablo Lopez, a no-doubter? Absolutely. In this, in this economy? I don't. Do you watch baseball? No, this is not, now this is a good question. Do you actually watch baseball? Um, I don't watch many Marlins games besides when Sandy Alcantara pitches. I I will I will completely. At Cincinnati is one of the worst teams offensively. I, at, at an awful ballpark. Okay, I mean so he's going to strike everybody out. He's going to go okay. six seven uh, innings. You, oh, you mean you mean like when he faced Pittsburgh versus home last time and he struck out. Three people in five innings. Marty, he was backed up. It's been two weeks, so he had to start yeah, he's early. Just, he's, just, he's just grabbing at straws. He's going after Pablo Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. I know you guys are listening to this, yeah, Marlins fans. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's yeah, Pablo Lopez. He might have been drinking earlier today. We don't know. Pablo Lopez. <laughs> Pablo Wait, hold on. Lopez How old is Pablo? Had a, had a 534 ERA in June. 
and he's had a 2.20 ERA, but the teams he's faced at Washington, at Mets, which I'll be interested to see how he does again, and then Pittsburgh. You then have Eric, him out of all... I can't believe you're arguing with me after the whole betting thing. He's 26 years old. He's going to be fine. Okay. All right. See, there you go. Yeah, Doc, your own argument against you. There you no, go. No, I, I, I'm just making a mental note of this, but continue. We're moving on here to the yeah, why nots. So only two this time. Uh, Sean Manaya versus Detroit, or at Detroit, and then versus Minnesota. John Gray, who's been an absolute stud. He had another great outing today uh, at Seattle, at the Angels, and the Angels have been absolutely brutal. So, um, you know, those are, those are two really good ones. They're probably not, not going to start them. So I really like both those guys. Sliding in, as always. Some risky business. So these are the guys that now you got to think. So this, if you're in a roto league and you're doing really well in your, um, in your, like uh, your ratio stats. So ERA, whip, you got to start really second guessing every single move you make because you don't want to blow that up. Now, if you're on the back end of that and you're, you know, you just need some K's, you need some wins. These are the guys you look to. Um, head to head leagues, you know, it's always. It, it, it really matters or it kind of just matters what, how you're doing in that, um, that week. So always pay attention to that. But yeah, so starting with Luis Patino at Baltimore versus Cleveland, Michael Waka versus the Guardians versus the Brewers, Josh Winkowski versus the Guardians versus the Brewers as well. Ross Stripling, he's moved up to a risky business. He's actually not doing too bad. He's got two decent, I mean, St. Louis is pretty good, but Detroit we know is awful. Michael Kopech at Colorado. Woo, that's going to be risky. But then it has a nice little, uh, a nice little Oakland. Uh, matchup, which I do like. Ranger Suarez, as always, Art's boy. I'll never, I'll never say he's not. Uh, versus Atlanta at Pittsburgh. King and Thompson versus Pittsburgh at the San Francisco Giants. Aaron Ashby, your boy, David, versus Colorado <laughs> at Boston. And lastly, Jacob Junis, who was picked up in my 10 team league. And I, I had the, like, I don't know why. Um, but he was. So th- th- people are doing that. So at Arizona versus Chicago. So those are the risky business plays. And then lastly, we got a lot of take the seats. Uh, Hansen is not going to be alone this week. He's going to have a lot of guys to sit down and talk to. Uh, starting with Jordan Lyles versus the Rays at Cincinnati. Zach Plesak at Boston at Rays. Kirk McCarty. You know, everyone know who Kirk McCarty is? Because I didn't. I, I had no to idea. do some a uh, little bit of digging on that one. Uh, at Boston at Tampa Bay. Chris Buick uh, versus the Angels at New York. Angel Zerpa versus the Angels at New York. Jose Suarez versus at Royals versus Texas. Adam Aller versus Houston at Chicago White Sox. Chris Flexen versus Texas at Houston. Taylor Hearn at Seattle at the Angels. Yusei Kikuchi. And last time I put him in as a take a seat, I had someone like personally DM me and tell me that he should not be a, a take a seat. He <laughs> it, the, and the next it time he me. went out, it was had, my burner account. Well. You will later no, because this guy later apologized. So I know you, you're not a big enough man to do that. <laughs> so he blew up like an 18 ERA, and then he got hurt, and then he didn't play a second. So Yusei Kikuchi, uh, Yusei Kikuchi will be a take a seat from here on out. Uh, George Kirby, he's back, but he's versus Texas at Houston. So uh, two tough matchups there. But I'm interested. Max Meyer, we talked about him earlier at Cincinnati versus the Mets. That said, Meyer does have a, um, a matchup versus Pittsburgh, so I'll be tuning into that. And that, you know, maybe if he does really well there, then maybe they'll boost him up um, to maybe a uh, to a risky business. But we'll go from there. Bailey Falter versus the Braves at Pittsburgh. Uh, was it Paola? Was it say Paolo Espino? Paolo Espino, yeah. This is, it's small, uh, small fun here. We got a lot of these guys at the Dodgers versus St. Louis. Uh, Zach Thompson at Chicago Cubs versus Philly. 
Tyler Gilbert versus the Giants versus the Braves. Chad Tupool for school at Brewers versus the Dodgers. Austin, Gom- Austin Gomber versus the White Sox versus the Dodgers. And then Mitch White. So I love that he wears number 66, a little queen shout out. Um, and he may be moving up to a risky business for this week. He had a, he has a good outing right now against the Giants. I don't know too much about him. We haven't really seen. He's been mostly a relief pitcher, but I think in deep league, somebody to keep an eye on. So yeah, he's versus the Nationals at Colorado. So those are great. You went after Pablo Lopez and nothing (laughs) else. I'm really glad that you said that. So they have the same matchups next week. You have one as a no doubter and you have one as take a seat. Did you see what Pablo Lopez did today? What did you do, Eric? Uh, Five innings, five earned, uh, 1.6 whip, six Ks and a loss. Everyone and knows every good pitcher is out. Oh, we got, we got a lot okay. Of light here. Okay. He but did that. He did that. He was, yeah, I think my guess is he had a couple drinks over the all-star break, you know, kind of relaxed, laying on the beach in Miami. Next okay. thing you know, he's got a start. He forgot. Okay. Uh, Max Myers last yard versus the Phillies, who I think have probably an equally as good offense. 5.1 innings, uh, 1.6 whip, five or in five Ks. So equally. Going after like, the rookie. Like, like a first start in his major league baseball career, you're going to yeah, compare right. him to Pablo Lopez. It's it's almost an identical stat line, and you have one as a no doubter, and you have one as a take a seat. I just don't. So you're comparing. I, you, you might you might lose some listeners on this one, Doc. You're comparing no, you are, Pablo Lopez <laughs> to Meyer. That's what you're doing. You want to do that? I'm comparing their lines Pablo Lopez and the huge to Max Meyer. I I agree with Meyer taking a seat. I don't think Pablo Lopez is a no doubter. What would you put him as then? I would put him as risky business. Oh my, good, good, good luck. <laughs> that our audience went down. Well, I, I, I've been right with almost all of these water bets that we've had. That is all not right, true. Sir. Actually, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up. So, just actually, Doc, you can sit this one out. But for all the Corey Kluber naysayers from last week, I remember. I uh, like Corey Kluber. Not you, D. Mendy. I'm looking at you, buddy. Was I? What did it, What did I say? You were, you were excited to see Kluber versus the Red Sox. Uh, against the Red Sox, he got a win with a quality start. Six innings pitch, seven strikeouts, only two run runs, and he finished the week with two wins, 12, uh, 12 innings pitch with a 10 Ks, 4.50 ERA. That's not great, obviously, but the 1.17 whip. So I just had to – I jotted that down. For the uh, for all the non-believers, Corey Kluber blows up for like seven innings against or seven earned runs against a team like the Royals. You would never expect him to. He's, kind well, of, well, he's over way, thirty, dude. So you never know what can happen. When I'm out of the country, <laughs> out of the country, I'm going to be looking at that one start particularly now, just just for that reason. Stay tuned. But Pablo Lopez was uh, compared uh, to Max Meyer. Uh, I just want everyone that their stat lines were. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and let's talk about some pitching streamers. So I agree with Marty. It was really tough to find pitching streamers just because managers aren't committing to who's starting. And there's been a lot of flip-flopping around. But we're going to try to do the best to help you win this weekend. So the first is Mr. Cole Irvin. And look, we're repeating on here, but we got good reason to. Only owned in 12.2% of ESPN leagues. He's gone at least five innings in all 15 starts this year. And six innings pitched in at least eight of them. And his last three starts, he's been really impressive. 20 innings pitched, a 1.8 ERA, a .65 whip, and 10 Ks. And that was against Houston twice and Toronto. And he gets to face the Rangers, who were 5-11 and before this this game happened today. They're now 6-11 and after walloping Pablo Lopez. The next one, we're going to go to a Marlon himself. And it's Braxton Garrett, owned in 3.7% of ESPN leagues. 
19 innings pitched his last three starts. Now, granted, he's faced Pittsburgh at the Mets and at Washington, and he's put up better stats than Pablo Lopez did because he's had 30 Ks and four walks the last five starts, including 11 strikeouts last outing. And it's against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who he faces again. And in addition to that, 11 strikeouts, six innings, two hits, no earned runs. So you're hoping for a similar performance. And the last one, there weren't a lot of options out there. And I feel really dirty with Alex Cobb. And for those that can't see, it's a picture of him in high school. He kind of looks a little bit like Larry Bird. But anybody that's watched baseball this year knows how unlucky he is. He has a 409 ERA, but a 279 expected ERA, a career high 62.9% ground ball rate. His pitch count has been 80 and above 60, six out of the last eight games. So he's been going deep in games. And this is the reason I put him on here is the Giants have a 405 game on Sunday. So he can be used as an emergency streamer if you need to get a win or if you're in a points league, uh, get some more points. He can be used as someone that you can stream for the last second to last matchup. All right. Good list of streamers there from Doc. Let's jump from that, and now let's go to Marty's Weekend Warriors, which I always never know the the sound of playing. This is always the, the tricky one. Uh, we could do this something one. powerful. Look at this man. That's actually, I mean, I can't, I can never hate on that. So yeah, these are the Weekend Warriors. So coming up for July 22nd through the 24th, so the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, starting off with Aaron Hicks. So he's back from the uh, IL short stint there. He's 22% rostered in Yahoo League's New York Yankees outfielder. Three games at Baltimore this weekend. So before the All-Star game, he was uh, seven for his last 23. Seven runs, two home runs, five RBIs, even got you two steals. So a 484 OBP over his last um, last two weeks. I really like everything there. And um, yeah, it's, it's Baltimore. So middling staff and uh, a decent ballpark at this point, not as the hitters then that we used to have it, but uh, really like there. And today, at least the first game, he went uh, two for three uh, versus Houston. I didn't see the second of uh, the doubleheader, but it uh, looks like Hicks is good to go. Batting eighth in that lineup, in that very potent lineup. So bring out your dead Brandon Belt. I think the uh, the renaissance, the rebirth of Brandon Belt is coming, although slowly. I think it is coming. First baseman for the Giants, 30% rostered. Now, he has three games versus the Dodgers. They have probably the best pitching staff in baseball. So this is more of a long-term play uh, rather than just picking up for this weekend. But he's hit safely in six out of his last seven games. Over that time span, he has three home runs, five runs, six RBIs, with a 538 OBP and a 957 slug. So for all those hurting you know, for the last uh, few months with Belt, hopefully this is the time he can shine and kind of get out of that uh, the big rut he's been in. Number three is the best name in baseball, Lars Newtbar. 0% rostered currently in Yahoo. So he is available. Do not worry about that. Outfielder for the Cardinals. And they have three games at the Great American Small Park this weekend in Cincinnati. Since being, uh, oh yeah, it was Juan Yepes. He went out, I think, with a shoulder or wrist injury. Uh, I think wrist. Uh, but yeah, since being recalled from AAA, Newtbar is 7 for 17 with two home runs, six RBIs, five runs, a 474 OBP, and an 882 slug. So he's, he's more than just a name. Um, last uh, couple times out, he's looked pretty good. It's a, it's a super, super deep play. We'll see how he does. And he may make it to somebody's, um, you know, 15 team league and fab or something like that. Moving into the uh, weekend warrior pitchers. So here, uh, number one is Johnny Cueto. I think I had him on maybe not last week, but the week before. He's still only 40, uh, 47% rostered. He's going against the Guardians. Who, I'm sneakily, uh, they have a 107 uh, WRC plus first righties, which is eighth in the league. 
So it's a it's a little bit of it's I would consider it a risky business play just because of the matchup. But Cueto's like he's under own right now. And until he starts to fall, I don't have I don't have any reason to not play him. He has out of his last five starts, he has four quality starts. And on the season, over 74 innings pitch, he has 58 Ks with a 2.80 ERA and a 1.18 whip. That does play. Number two is Doc's boy, Mr. Fetty Wap. There's, there's your flowers for that. Uh, 3% rostered, uh, Eric Fetty, uh, for the Nationals. He's going up against the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are the f- uh, fifth worst team in baseball, um, as far as hitting versus righties go. So I really like the matchup there. Um, on the season, uh, Fetty's got an 88 innings pitch with 67 Ks, uh, an inflated 4.91 ERA and 1.50 whip. So another kind of risky business, but the, the cupboard was pretty bared here, uh, for this, uh, for this weekend. And then number three, Spencer Howard, uh, he might be, uh, he might be coming back from the dead as well. Only 1% rostered a long time ago. Everyone, uh, you know, he's a top prospect in baseball. He's battled tons of injuries, gotten traded, all that stuff. But now he's back and he takes on the A's this weekend. Over his last two starts, Howard, um, nets over a 10 innings pitch. He has a 2.70 ERA with four Ks and a 1.60 whip. And the A's are the second worst team against righties with a 71 WRC plus. So to do a quick little summary here, Aaron Hicks, Brandon Belt, Lars Newbar, and then Johnny Cueto, Eric Fettywap, and Spencer Howard. Your weekend warriors. Great list of those weekend warriors from Mr. Marty Party. Let's now roll into the last part of the show, another great part, and it's arts, charts, and trends. So, Elsie, why don't you go ahead and take it away for us? I, I, I just want to... Props to Marty and Doc. Ha! I want to give props to Marty and Doc. I, I'm writing down names on this. I, I think I'm going to be picking up a couple of the guys you recommended. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely, definitely thinking that Johnny Cueto was underowned. Marty, you're absolutely right about that. And uh, and Doc Ramon Ramon Urias is is someone I think also also is uh, is someone I might pick up for next week. Uh, for trends this week, I wanted to, uh, kind of give us all a pep talk because, you know, where have we been? Where are we going? This is a long season. It's a grind. How are you going to win this season? You're going to keep your, keep your edge sharp, keep the blade sharp. So when you swing it, it actually cuts. So how do you keep your edge sharp? You keep it in perspective. So let's look at where we are, where we have been and where we are going. So how much time is left in this season? If we look at this on a per-plate appearance basis, uh, so far this season there have been nearly 104,000 plate appearances. For reference, in 2021 there were nearly 182,000, and in 2018 there were over 185,000. So if you use these totals, there's approximately 43% of the season long plate appearances remaining. This is a this is massive. There's a there's nearly half the season left. We all need to we all need to keep this in perspective. Your team it might not be doing well right now. There is a lot of season left. Uh because this is arch charts, I wanted to make sure I represented this in chart form as well. If we are basing this in 2018 hitting, there's 44% remaining for basing this on the 2021 total of uh, plate appearances. There's 43% remaining. I'm, I split the difference on it. Actually, 
we are actually hitting at a better batting average than we than we did in 2021. Uh, we have been hitting at an increased level of offense since the beginning of June. We're hitting almost 14% more home runs than we did prior to June 1 this season. Offense has picked up. If you're down in offense, there is opportunity here. Just remember that 43% of the plate appearances on the season are remaining. Keep grinding. Now, how much time is left? Let's look at this in another way. In NFBC leagues, there are 11 fab bids left. Look at how much money you have left. How much do you want to save for the end of season? Do you want to be stuck out there the last week of season with no money to bid? No, you don't. You want to be able to save. I'm going to look in the save between 15 to $20 a week for the last three to four weeks. So I want to have 60 to 80 bucks left um, when I get to the last four bidding periods. So uh, in my next seven, I'm going to budget out so that I have something left. In a standard ESPN head-to-head league, there are eight matchups left before the playoffs. How many weeks are left in your league? How close are you to playoffs? How close are you to cashing? Where can you improve? This is the time right now to take stock of your team. Get out your notebook. Get out a pen. Get out a spreadsheet. Where can you improve? This is the this is the time right now. So, well, you ask yourself, my team, it's been terrible. It's been bad thus far this season. I don't see a lot of opportunity out there. I don't think I can improve. Well, I tell you, you're wrong. I looked up. Currently, July 21st, 2022. From the beginning of season to July 21st, 2021, compared to the July 21st, 2021, to the end of that season, if you look at the top 50 in offensive war, only 21 players were in the top 50 uh, between pre-July 21st and post-July 21st. And included in some of those post-July 21st are some serious league winners. A lot of guys' performance picked up. Bryce Hopper basically won his MVP award after July 21st. And um, 11 of the top 20 uh, players in offensive war were not in the top 50 of offensive war prior to July 21st. So if you look at from this season on... Uh, this part of the season on, there's a lot of players whose performance is going to pop up and improve. Now, I wanted to just point out a few of the guys who were completely off the radar and came through. Guys like Frank Schwindel, guys like Brandon Belt, who had a great second half, guys like a guy like Yasmani Grandal. These guys all were in the top 20 of offensive war players in the second half of last season and were basically non-existent in the first half of last season. There is opportunity to build your team to a better place from now on out. Keep grinding, everyone. There's a lot of season left. This is my pep talk to you. It is the All-Star break. We just took our our little couple days off to regroup, to get some fresh air. Now's the time to grind. Now's the time to kick in. And guys like David are spending two hours talking to Field Yates. We are grinding on baseball. That's why we're going to win. All right. Let's take it easy. Direct shot at me because I forgot to uh, 
to put Jordan Alvarez off the aisle back in my lineup, and it cost me 10 points in a very pivotal matchup. So I, I this goes to show you that even people like myself who have spent every day looking at fantasy baseball sometimes forget it. Not today. Yeah. So there you go. That's a pretty good show, right about the hour mark. So I think the that's a good bunch of good information to get everybody set for their leagues next week. And I need to start finishing packing because I've been a very neglectful husband this evening. So I need to go fix some things right now and, and uh, get ready for tomorrow. Anybody, anything you guys want to plug before we wrap the show up tonight? Doc, Art, Marty. I know, Marty, you got articles coming out every week for fan tracks. You want to plug that? Yeah, we'll be doing the uh, the two star stream or uh, two star pitchers. That'll be uh, that comes out every Sunday morning, so you can with your coffee, you know, on a nice little Sunday, just pick up and uh, you know, kind of see who who you can pick up for the uh, for the next week. But David, I'm interested. Tell what where are you going? You're packing. Ireland. Whoa, okay. I think the listeners want to hear a little bit more about this. <laughs> what part of Ireland? Come on, you're going to you're going to Ireland. Come on. Ah, yes, we're going to Ireland. Uh, <laughs> very bad accent. Um. I don't know what part it is. I know it's not Dublin. What do you, um, mean you don't know what part it is. I don't. I, I have no idea. I, I should have. I should know that. Uh, yeah, we're leaving. Our flight is tomorrow night, uh, but we are getting to the airport like at five, and we're leaving here around like twelve thirty tomorrow to drive to New Jersey and and get all that stuff taken care of. But I'll be gone for a week, so I'm going to miss next week's show. I know Doc will do an uh, admirable job in the host chair. While I'm gone, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss you guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy myself in Ireland. What's sure. your main goal? What's the one thing you want to accomplish while you're there? Try as many different beers is one. Mm-hmm. I want to play. We're gonna do a round of golf, so do a round hey, of golf on an go. Ireland golf course. Yep. And then I would say the third one is to not like I want to tear my hair out <laughs> being in a. We're gonna be in a house with fifty of us. What? So, yeah. Five zero? Yeah, it's a lot. Whoa. So, Do you know like these a, people? Yeah, it's all of uh, my wife's dad's side. Uh, pretty Do much. Do they live in them. Ireland? No, they're just, it's, a, it's a trip that we're all doing. Uh, her mom's side did it like five or six years ago. So her dad's side's That's doing cool. it now. It's a huge house. So I, I'm not I sure so. like how much space. Yeah, it's pretty much like a castle. Uh it's going to be wild. I, I definitely think it's going to be a trip like I've never experienced before. So uh, it's like a seven hour flight, I think, or something like that. So uh, it's going to be a lot, um, but be a little break away from everything. But uh, I'm excited. So that I think it's going to be a, a, a interesting, unique trip. Well deserved, David. Enjoy your week off. I, I, I will. I want to plug one more time. Go to my Twitter handle, art underscore T underscore Z. The voting for the Bring Out Your Dead All-Stars is still open until, I think, uh, Saturday morning. We're going to finalize this list, and I'll bring it to you next week. Uh, who is the finalist on the Bring Out Your Dead All-Stars? Still a lot of room for movement. I want to remind everyone. Yeah, and let's get LC to 1,000 followers because he's long overdue needing that. I know, I think you're like right under 700. Like you, the content you give is needs to be up there. So if you're listening and you, what is that? I said, especially if you like chess. That's right. Elsie putting chess stuff out Mm -hmm. there. Make sure to follow him. He's he's a good follow. He's a good guy. Tons of great information. So make sure you you go and follow him. Follow the the whole crew too while you're at it. 
you're not following Doc or, or Marty. Names are on the screen there if you guys want to do that. Uh, but with that, we are going to wrap up another episode this week. If you guys are enjoying the content, please make sure you smash the like button. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if, if you are not already. And leave a comment below, an eggplant emoji. You can talk about which two-star streamer or two-star pitcher you agree with or disagree with on Marty's list. Maybe you could ask why Doc, when he makes his graphics, has guys half their body being cut off like he does with Adam Frazier because it looks like he's missing half his body there. You Whatever you want to leave, let us know in the comments below or any suggestions for future shows. And if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you guys there. And do the same if you have not already. It means a lot to get our listeners out there. Yeah, five-star reviews, always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Get us, get our product hop out. Hop on to Spotify. Hop on to, you know, hop on to all the things. Just do it real quick. Just take a moment. And it goes so, like, it goes such a long way for us. As Chris Hansen says, take a seat, like you see on Marty Streamers, and then go ahead and give that review helps us tremendously but with that we will again catch you guys next week doc will be hosting and we'll have another great show but until then we are out of here wham bam baby we gone